Hello and welcome to episode 98 of the podcast. Mark Shardler here. Thank you very much for listening. I'm in Birmingham today as the first athletes come to officially collect their kit. More of that in the coming days because it's also the day when one of the biggest teams is announced. 45 rowers will be representing Team GB at the Tokyo Olympics. Most of them competing at their first games in what's really been a transitional time for the sport but there are some familiar names amongst them Vicky Thornley who won a brilliant silver with Catherine Granger in Rio and was part of the eight in London so it's hello and welcome Vicky Thornley. Hi thank you very much for having me. Uh, A Facebook memory popped up today for me five years to the day since the team for Rio were announced um, on the banks of the Thames at Henley I wonder how you reflect on 2016, the build-up and the medal. Um, well, it was definitely an um, interesting year. Um, we didn't go into the games um, kind of regarded as some, you know, a crew that was going to um, be on the podium. Um, but, you know, we always had that belief that we could find more speed and we found it in the, in the six weeks before the games. And that was the, you know, that was the most important thing. And putting that performance down in the final in Rio was uh, one of my proudest moments. Um, Catherine and I brought our A game to the biggest race and the one that mattered the most. And, you know, and that was the one that we'll be remembered for. So it was a really special, um, a special moment and a special games um, shared with uh, an incredible athlete, an incredible woman. So, yeah. And how much is that a lesson that actually, whatever goes before, it's about the day? Absolutely. Like, of course, it's great to win titles along the way, but, it's one race that matters in every four years, this time five. Um, so it's about getting getting it right on that day. You know, that obviously leads to a massive amount of pressure that you can put on yourself if you think of it like that. But I just re- think of it as every stroke, every weight lifted, every ergo handle pulled for the last five years has been down to putting my best performance down on, the, on that day that matters in Tokyo. Well, the last five years have not been without their challenges for you, have they? I mean, a couple of things I wanted to talk about was overtraining syndrome? Um, I think it's quite easy to to get it, especially in a sport like rowing, where it demands, you know, three sessions a day. Um, the kind of the power endurance aspect of, of the sport is kind of lead to, yeah, can, can lead to overtraining in some athletes. So, yeah, in 2018, it was definitely a case that I just pushed myself too far. I was very driven to improve on the silver I'd won in 2017. Um, and yeah, didn't really listen out to the signs my body was probably telling me uh, and giving me and just, you know, plowing on headfirst into the big mileage and yeah, looking back now, obviously it was, it wasn't my finest moment and it was kind of a bit of a self-sabotage really, you know, I, I had the opportunity to be successful again in 2018, but just pushed myself too far, but it was purely out of, um, the drive to be better. Um, so that's not necessarily a bad thing in a way, because that's what makes me the athlete I am. Um, but the thing is I think the most important thing is once you've made a mistake or had a bit of an error in judgment that you make sure you learn from it as an athlete and not make the same mistake twice so and also that that 2018 experience is is part of my is part of my story you know and that's and it's part of the athlete I am today so um, yeah it was obviously difficult at the time but um, a important part of where I am now and 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 just yeah a important part of my story. I guess um, for from your sport, I mean, it's it's a really punishing sport in training. So the difference between fatigue uh, that you'd normally get and overtraining must be quite subtle. Yeah, that's the thing. Like as a rower, you live your life tired, so it's quite hard to 
and you really want to like tread on that fine line of pushing yourself hard enough to get the adaptation but not too hard so it is it is like a t walking a tightrope I always think and I basically was on the wrong side of that tightrope for a little bit too long and my body couldn't get out of the hole I dug so yes absolutely it's sometimes hard to differentiate before between just training fatigue that's good and training fatigue that's not <laughs> and you recovered from that all was going well and then you had a bike accident which is just bad luck yeah, um, I'm not particularly the uh, have the best luck on bikes. I've come off a few times, but they've all been just, you know, minor injuries, um, a bit of concussion here and whatever. But um, in the lockdown in 2020, I made the most of the lovely weather we had in the May, uh, April and May, and went out on my bike because normally I wouldn't ride my bike in Olympic year due to the risk of injury. Um, but the games have been postponed and I wanted to get out of my garage. So uh, I went out on the roads and, yeah, um, got hit by a van. And luckily, all I actually had was a broken elbow, to be honest. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, I had obviously lots of scrapes and bruises and everything like that. But um, yeah, it definitely could have been worse when you come in contact with a van. Yeah, all a broken elbow. But I guess that's a key part. Of, you know, it must have been a little bit of a setback for you. Yeah, obviously, I think my physio and um, strength and conditioning coach were like, oh, no, because <laughs> it was obviously going to be quite a big rehab process. First, to just get the bone fixed, um, which we did with a great surgeon, and then um, then rehab it back to kind of back to strength, which you know took a while. Um, my upper body strength is not the best at the best of times, so trying to get a skinny arm back again was not was not easy. But um, again, it's it's part of the challenges of sport injury and illness are part of it, and so it's how you deal with them and come back from them. So um, six weeks to go. It's incredible, really, after all we've been through. And what do the next six weeks hold for you? Yeah, um, I'm actually very excited to say we're going away on training camp on Monday to Italy to one of my favourite lakes, actually. So really looking forward to getting away and um, getting a change of scene and just really um, coming, like really intensifying focus and kind of um, uh, the, the training because of training on camp. It's just eat, eat, sleep and row. And that's that, that, and that's the priority. And so I'm really looking forward to having that intense period of just focusing and, um, and moving boat speed on. And then we get back and we're at Cavashamar uh, Lake and in a hotel in Reading for eight days before we fly to Tokyo. Wow, so close, so close. I'll tell you what else has been popping up on my social media over the last uh, week or two is um, adverts for Talent ID for Team GB and Paralympics GB. And that really, I guess, is the start of your rowing journey. Yeah, that's great to hear because absolutely, if it hadn't been for Talent ID, I wouldn't be standing here today. So that's, yeah, that's how I got into the sport. So it's great to hear that they're still pushing that because, you know, some athletes or some people out there might, you know, not think of themselves as a potential Olympian right now, but apply for that and you never know what could happen. It will change your life for sure. Really? Well, that's great to hear. Great to see you. Where are you, by the way? I'm just in the boathouse. Thanks very much for joining us today and all the best for Tokyo. Thank you. Take care. Vicky Thornley there, one of the 45 rowers who will be representing Team GB when the games start in Tokyo in just six weeks' time. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll have more tomorrow and see you then. Bye-bye.